Lamid Vav Amr Alif Nu Perek. Today's Shir is generously sponsored by our Parnas Hashir in honor of our newest member from Manchester, Reb David Mayer Silverstein, who should be here soon when the bus from Manchester comes, for his daily kvias at the Shir and a special thank you to Reb Chaim Yisrael for recruiting him. That's our Parnas Hashir. And our Parnas HaChaydesh is sponsored by Mishpachas Fogel, Rabbi Yisrael Ma'ishel, Eschusif, Wishleim, Makarezel, Meschai Yisara, HaKaris HaTayv, Tabalavim, Nagid, Shir, and Eschus, for all Yidin worldwide, Arayin, and Naisei, Es Naisav, Eitzchayim, Ilam, Achzikim, Bo, Vesayim, Cheha, Meushar, Aisher, with an Aleph, and Aisher, with an ayin to our anonymous sponsor, to Rabbi David Meir, to Rabbi Yisrael Moshen, to his mishpacha, Bezra Hashem, lo'irech yomim toivim, amen. Amen. Zag te Gemara. I don't think anyone could compete. If you're not giving us. Zag te heilige Gemara, zag te heilige Mishneh. So we begin a new parak. And the first Mishnah in the parak is a drop a calculation, a little bit of a calculation. But Be'ez Hashem, we will analyze it. Again, it's built on the concept that a Shor Tam pays me gufay. Shor Shenogach Arba V'chamisha Shvarim Zerachazel. Let's say a Shor gores four or five Shvarim, one after the other. So basically he's mechoyev to pay for a bunch of Shvarim, one after the other. So Allah is... The last fellow is the one that walks away with the money. The Shaila is why. We'll see that in the Gemara. But the last fellow gets the money. If there's extra money left, then the one before that gets. If there's extra left after that, the next one gets. And the last person is always the one that gains. He's the one that's going to be more, most likely to get paid, that's a Shita. a little bit schwer, why should it go to the last one, the Gemara's going to talk about him, but that's what the Mishnah says. Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon says no, he says like this, so he disagrees, so Reb Shita is, you go to the last one, he seems to be pretty clean, the shell is why it's the last one, but he seems to be pretty simple. Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon makes it a little more complicated. If you have a $200 shar, goring a $200 shar, and the Nevela is worth nothing, so there was a hefsid of uh, $200. Each one takes a money from the Mazik Shar, which is worth $200. The Nizik takes a money, and the Mazik keeps a money. We're talking about a time. Then we have an issue. So now it gored another Shar. That's the case in the Mishnah. It gored another Shar. The next Shar was also worth Masayim. The last one takes a money. He gets he gets chatzinazik. He lost two hundred dollars. He gets chatzinazik. Vishalafanov and the one before zenaitel chamishim zuz vizenaitel chamishim zuz. They split the hundred dollars. That means the mazik keeps the original mazik keeps fifty, and nizik number one keeps fifty. Why does Reb Shimon hold like that? We're going to see in the Gemara. Reb Shimon holds that he holds it can be akiva that the nizik automatically becomes a shutif in the shar. So if you have a shar gores another shar and kills him, now the shar, the mazik to kashar, which is worth $200, p- 
part, the Nizik owns part of the Shar. So now if the Mazik Shar damages a third Shar, the Nizik also bears responsibility because he owns part of the Shar. So it's very nice that it doesn't, doesn't sound nice, especially if the Nizik maybe didn't have a chance to grab the Shar, whatever the story was. But the bottom line is he owns part of the Shar, and therefore the Nizik bears responsibility. So therefore, Zaktiv Shimon, you do, the Nizik cannot keep his $100. He is a Shotif together with the Mazik in the third goring. You have actually the second goring, not the third goring, the second goring. So you have the Mazik was, 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 uh, was Negeach Shar number one. Now the Nizik owns part of the Mazik Shar. So when the Mazik's Negeach Shar number two, the Nizik also bears responsibility for that. And therefore, he has to split the money that he owned in the Shar. Originally, he owned $100 in the Shar. Now he has to split it, and he, has to, he keeps 50, and the Mazik keeps 50, and he has to pay 50 to the new Nizik. So Mela, basically, the new Nizik ends up with $100, and the Mazik and Nizik number one end up with $50 each. That's of Shimon's Shita. And the Lomdis is because he owns the Shar. That's the Ayyim. We're going to see That's the reason why Shimon holds like that. So again, a mayor is much simpler. No one owns anything. You just pay Chatzin Ezek and Zaygazun. The Shal is where the last guy gets it. But that's a mayor's sheet. Shimon makes it a drop more complicated. Let's say it gets even more. Uh, the plot thickens. Now the Shar gores another Shar Shav Masayim. So now the Nizik number one and Nizik number two both own a piece in this wonderful Shar. The last guy always gets a money. He doesn't lose. And the one before, who only joined the Shutfis now after his Shar was gored. So he gets 50. The Mazik and Nizik number one gets Dinar Zav. Dinar Zav is 25 each. So basically you divide the 200 between the Nizakim. And again, the Cheshman is because as the Shar proceeds in his frenzy, there are more and more Shutfim that are in this Shar. And even though to the American mind... Reb Moshe Shmiel, you might think that it's not correct. A Baruch Hashem, we get up in the morning and we learn Torah, and therefore we uncorrupt our minds. And that's what Chazal said. Chazal, what did you say, Moshe? <laughs> that they uncorrupt our minds. And Amela, the Allah is that there is shutif in the shor. It's not fear. You know what? Life is not fear. Fear is what the Torah considers fear. Zatigmar. The mission is not like Rabbi Shmael and not like Rabbi Akiva. Why? If we're going like Rabbi Shmael, that says they're considered Balei Chayvis, that was Rabbi Shmael's always Shita, that he's a Balei He doesn't own the Shar, you owe him money. So every time we always have a rule, the first lien gets it. Right? Whenever you have a lien, the first lien gets it, not the second lien. Why does the last guy get should go to the first guy, like every other lean in Shas. Every lean in Shas goes to the first guy. So if we're going to be Shmael, they have a dinner of a Balchayv, the first guy should be Tevea the Shar. If we're going to be Akiva, that says, that you own a piece in the Shar. Right, we're going to the Tanakhama, the Meir Shita. If we're going, if he also can be a kiva that says you own a piece in the shar, Hayesh by Meiser Yachzer Lishalafanav. What did what did Meir say? If there's extra, you go to the one before, and then you go to the one before. Lekulami byalei lechayra. It should be split each one according to how much he has in the shar. Really, like Rabbi Shimon says, lechayra for a Meir holds like if Meir holds like a be a kiva like his Rebbe, Rebbe Akiva. 
that says you're a shar of shutvim, each one gets a piece, and as the shar advances in his negicha frenzy, the halacha should be that each nezik gets a piece in the shar, and it should continue as it goes further and further and further. Huh? Today, that was the second bell, and today's Echav Dalid, Kislev, Tov Shin, Pei Dalid, and today's Parnas, today's Chos, Hatayra goes. Yeshua, you mind giving to the guy? Over the guy in the blue jacket, just give him his, his card. And today's Parnas, Chos, Hatayra goes to an anonymous sponsor. Where is it? David Mayer is here? Oh, Les Chos, you have David Mayer. Silverstein, our newest member from Manchester for his daily kvias at the Shear. And a special thank you to Reb Chaim Yisrael for recruiting him. This is a limud of what recruiting Abdav Meir is here every single day. It's a limud that someone recruited him and he gets his chayr for every single day that Abdav Meir is here. Tremendous opportunity. Rabbi said when you recruit somebody, you don't only get chayr for coming yourself, you get chayr for him too. And he can even turn over. No, you can't turn over in bed. You have to come learn too. But I can him, he gets chayr. So today's limud atayr goes to our anonymous sponsor in honor of Reb David Meir and Reb uh, and it's for all Yidin worldwide. I missed something? Magachir. Shkayach. Shkayach. I've been seeing it in my shalom. I see you have to come live every day. It doesn't work without you. Zach Taylor. So kids are asking Mars Kasha. Look, if he holds it, it be Akiva. Look, each one has a shotif. And if he holds it, it be Shmael, it shouldn't be last. Why does it go to the last person? He holds a kabishmal. We're going to marry Shita. He holds a kabishmal that says it goes the Amr Bali Chavis, none of the really Bali Chavis. I, why does the last guy get it? Udi Kashalach, Achrin, Achrin, Niska. Why does the last person get it? Lachaya, Rishan, Rishan, Niska, and Bayelet. Lachaya, the first person, the one before, the earlier one, should get it. The story was, the Nizik was Typhus. The Chayvi decided to take matters into his own hands. And he was Typhus, not, not the uh, Shar. He was Typhus the Shar. Now, now that he grabbed the Shar, he becomes a Shem Esachar for Nizak. And now he's responsible for the Hezek too. So therefore, the only guy that's free, that has free lunch, the one that only guy that gets paid, <coughs> is the last guy who never grabbed the Shar. Everybody before that, we're assuming the guy before that grabbed the Shar, Let's say there's three cases. So the middle guy grabbed the shar. And Mela, he bears responsibility for the shar also. And that's the reason why the only the last guy gets paid, but the middle guy does not get paid because he held on to the shar. So Mela, he's a shame Sachar. And London says he, since he held on to the shar, so now he becomes a shame Sachar. And Mela, he's responsible for the shar. So what happens if there's extra money? Right? The shar gourd the second shar. If it's extra money, it goes to Nizik number one. L'chaya, it shouldn't go to Nizik number one. Yachse l'baylem abaylem. L'chaya, it should go to the baylem. L'chaya, who has the shmir now? The middle Nizik, the Nizik number one, is holding the shar. The baylem has no responsibility anymore. The Nizik number one already has the shar. So l'chaya, if it's extra money, it should go back to the baylem. It shouldn't go to Nizik number one. So l'chaya, you're not learning right shot in the Mishnah. Why does it go to the last guy and then move its way backwards? L'chaya, it should go straight to the Bailam. If we're saying the case is that he grabbed it, L'chaya, it should go straight to the Bailam. Amr Avina, hachi you know what it means? Im yesh bai meiser benizakav yachzer l'shalafanav. If there's extra money in the nizik, meaning if the middle guy 
had a bigger hezek than the last guy. Really, the middle, the, guy, the middle guy grabbed the shark. But the story was that the middle guy's hezek was, let's say, $500, and the last guy's hezek was $100. So we first pay the last guy, and if there's extra money, then we go back to the middle guy, because he's still owed money. You're right. He should have watched the shark, and he's responsible if the shark grows again. But I say he still owed money because his hezek was bigger. So if you have extra money left that is not paid yet, you go to the nizik in front of it. So this is another example of the, it's interesting, if you read the Mishnah, the Mishnah is very not meductic. In a simple case, this will not be true. If you would have a shah that goes one after the other after the other, you would not go to the last guy. There's no reason in the world why the last guy should get it. You would go to the first guy. The first nizik gets first. But since we're talking about a very specific case, that the guy grabbed the shark and there was money left in the nizik, that's why the middle guy gets it. It's an interesting thing why Rebbe did that in the Mishnahis. Again, we had examples like this before, especially in Baba Kama, but for some reason he did it like that. So that's what he did, and that's what we're going to understand the Mishnah. So again, Allah Chalamaisa, Rebbein Siyan, if someone asks you on a test, if a shark goes four shvarim in, in a row, who do you have to pay? Don't answer what the Mishnah says, because it's not true. You do not have to pay the last guy. You have to pay the first guy. The Mishnah is talking about a very specific case. And therefore, when you go outside and you ask your local deer in headlights, you'll ask him, what's the halacha? And he's not going to look at you. How's he going to say? It's a Mishnah. Hopefully, he'll say it's a Mishnah. And you'll tell him, no, it's not a Mishnah, because the Gemara says the Mishnah is not talking about such a case. The face of for reminding us. If you ask the face of Dafyaimi, and then he'll... Uh, He'll wipe off his shluf and he'll tell you uh, what he learns in the Mishnah. V'chein ki yaser ravin amr ab yeicharan mishom pshias shomrim naguba. Same shot. It's a shtikol tayra. It's not pash pshat in the Mishnah. A shtikol tayra. So what do you want to say? The Mishnah is going like Abishmal, that you're about Chayv. Okay, what do you do at the end of the Mishnah? So we already explained this when we learned the Mishnah, but the Gemara is taking a fresh look. The Tanakhama is Abishmal, and it has to go with the host of Kotayah, the guy grabbed the shower, against the Kotayah. So what about the Seifa? Each guy gets a mana. They split it, and again, we explained in the mission, but right now the Gemara is asking, where does Hashem get this from? Why are we splitting as we go down? Why is the original Nizik losing money? As they go further back, they have to split their way back. That's the The reason why you bear responsibility is because as soon as the shar gores your shar, immediately you become a shotav in the shar. And now you bear responsibility for anything the shar does afterwards. So that's Pshat Shimon. As you go further and further, there's more shutvim in the shar. So mail the money gets split less and less and less. As you go further and further, the last guy always gets the most. And the people before that gets less and less and less. So the Chayyeh Reish Rabbi Shmuel, they say for Rabbi Akiva, it's a little bit modna to say the beginning of the mission of Rabbi Shmuel, say for Rabbi Akiva. Amrian, you're right. That's what you have to say. To Hamalei Shmuel, Rabbi Yehuda, Shmuel told his Talmud, Rabbi Yehuda, Shinana, sharp one, Shvaik Masnisin, leave the Pashtus of the Mishnah, the Tab Asroyin, follow me. Reish Rabbi Shmuel, say for Rabbi Akiva. You have to say at the beginning is Rabbi Shmuel. And the Seifa is Rabbi Akiva, meaning Rabbi Meir, goes like Rabbi Shemayel, and Rabbi Shimon 
goes like Rabbi Akiva, and it makes sense because Shimon was the prize Talmud like of Rabbi Akiva, like it says in Meshmiel Sefer. So Mela, that's why Rabbi Shimon holds like Rabbi Akiva. Very gishmak. Rabbi Meir also had to be a Talmud Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Shimon was the Spitz Talmud Rabbi Akiva. Let's say a person smacks his friend. Rashi has two pshatim. The first pshatim Rashi means he smacks his friend on his ear. He's considered like a bazillion kind of smack. He smacks his friend on his ear. The Allah is you have to pay baishes of a sella. Besides, for other payments you have to pay, but the busha is a sella. He says it's a money. So Mikitzer, he says it's a sella. Now, it gets a little tricky. What does a sella mean? The, there were two kinds of slime in those days. There was something called a sella tsuri, and then there was something called a sella medina. A sella medina was an eighth of a sella tsuri. It was a lower level of sella. To give a marshal, it's like an American dollar and a Canadian dollar. And there happens to be two different currencies. But in those days, they had in the same currency, they had a dollar that was a higher level dollar, and then a lower level dollar, which was an eighth of the higher level dollar. Selat Suri and Sela Medina. So the Mishnah not the Mishnah doesn't say. Mishnah says you give a Sela. So the Gemara says that story. How Gavra, there was an individual, the Takalakhavre, he smacked his friend, Shalchay of Tubi Ramaslakamedav he sent him to Abyasif and he asked him, Selat Suri Tanan, Sela Medina Tanan. He asked him, what do we talk when you say Sela? Does it mean a Selat Suri, which is more expensive? Or a sella medina, which is very cheap. It's an eighth of a sella tzuri. It's mamish peanuts. It's a half a zuz. It's very, a sella is four zuz. It's mamish a half a zuz, right? An eighth of a sella would be a half a zuz if it's a medina. Sella tzuri is four zuz. And a sella medina is an eighth of that, which is a half a zuz. It's mamish peanuts. So Mela, he asked him, is it a sella tzuri or a sella medina? So he brought a raya from our Mishnah. What is our Mishnah saying? Shimon Shita, right? We're trying to break down the case. As Shar number one, Gore is Shar number two, then it's 100 and 100. When you move to Shar number three, now you already have 50 and 50. Then you move to Shar number four, you have 25 and 25. The Mishnah stops at 25 and 25. Why did the Mishnah stop at 25 and 25. Continue going. The last case of Reb Shimon was that the first two split a dinar, which means each one gets 25 and 25. A dinar is 25 uh, silver coins. If you're going to tell me that the Mishnah lists even a salamadina, even a cheap salah, so the chayr lift like the nisnia tracer, the salah, why don't you split it even further? Tell you have 12 and a cellar, break it down further. Why do you stop at 25 slime each, be gore another sharp, and break it further? Obviously, this is the minimal. 25 is the minimal because once you drop below 25, then you have to start breaking it down to Sela Medinas. You have to start dealing with change. And we don't want to deal with change. We don't do it. We don't discuss Sela Medinas. We only discuss silver coins. So therefore, Reb Shimon kept it at 25 and 25, because if he would have dropped it one more shar, it would have been 12 and a half and 12 and a half, and that would already be dealing with half, half uh, Zuzim. We don't deal with half Zuzim. So what do you see? The Mishnah does not talk about Sela Medina. The Mishnah only talks about Tzuri. The Mishnah does not talk about Medina. It's too cheap. The Mishnah doesn't talk about it. So the Chayah, just like our Mishnah doesn't talk about it, so the Chayah, we have a Raya, that that Mishnah, it says when a person smacks his friend, has to pay a Salah. Also, same thing, it doesn't talk about Salah Medina, it's obviously Salah Tzuri. This was a Shtekel Tayyah. 
How long do you want the Mishnah to go? Is the Mishnah like a peddler when you go and you want to buy a piece of real estate? What do they tell you? They sell you the Brooklyn Bridge, right? They tell you Luxion Kugel, and they tell you how great it is and how wonderful it is, and they tell you why you for sure should buy this house so you don't know what you're missing, right? That's a Reichel. A peddler sells you Luxion Kugel. And so, but a Tana is not like... I was once in a house, and I was just looking at a house, and I'm all, I was looking at a house, and I got... Liberty Village, and a guy, and I was standing with the broker. It's obviously Litzanis. It has nothing to do with it. It's obviously Litzanis. The guy comes in. There was a, there was a separation between the living room and the dining room. The guy comes in and he says, "Ooh, I forgot one thing. You know those doors that like go into the wall? You pull them out. Whatever. What are they called? What? Pocket doors. Pocket doors. Kids are, He comes. I forgot one thing. This is Mamish Moyerdik. He pulls out pocket doors. Like, <laughs> very nice. This is Mamish is going to make your day. I have pocket doors. I, got, I was pushing. I was pushing. I pushing plots in front of the guys. This is this is why you buy the house because you have parabaisai. If you walk into a house and there's pocket doors and then you should know if you have pocket doors. Ah, it's worth the world. Anyway, the bottom of the line is if you want to sell a, you want to make a buck. What did you say? You who that kid? But I will get pocket doors in Liberty Village. I don't know what I'm missing. I'm not missing any pocket doors in my house. I don't know what I'm missing. I'm not missing. I'm missing out in life. I'm missing out in life. But anyway, a peddler sells Lakshin Kogo, and he's busy telling you Torah. The Mishnah bright that the Mishnah doesn't say Lakshin Kogo. The Mishnah tells you a din, and it just tells you a few examples. He's not going to sit and drain you a cup forever and ever and tell you another example and another example another example at a certain time we'll camp it so you have no raya that the mission doesn't talk about Salamadina. the reason why the mission doesn't talk about Salamadina is because eventually the mission is going to run out of steam there's no reason why the mission has to list all these cases my havela so my say how do we pass and how much do you have to pay pashtua mehadam rab yehuda merav they are pashtua from yehuda merav kol kesef ha'amer b'tayr kesef tzuri v'shel devrem kesef medina any kasef that it says in the Torah is kasef tzuri. Any Torah dikit kasef is kasef tzuri. And if it's shel devarim, it's the abanan dikit kasef. It's kasef medina. So this is the abanan dikit kasef, and it really means kasef medina. So Allah so you pay cheap, very very cheap for smacking somebody on the ear. So the person heard the psak. He said, Since it's only a half a zuzlebina, I don't need it. He's praving gvir ichdaftas nish neiselaniim. Give it to naniim. So how the Amalai, then he fit, then he changed his mind. And he said, Nay I want to keep it. He'll pay for his doctor bills, whatever he needs, and he'll use it for that. He wanted to change his mind. Rabbi told him, It's too late. Once you said give it to Naniam, the Even though there is no Aniam there. Haha, even though there's no Aniam necessarily. Anan, yet Aniam Anan. We are like a Yadaniyam, and we were zeichin it for the Aniyam, and Amela, it's too late, you lost it. Now, Taisa asked Akasha, forget about the Aniyam. You promised you're going to give it to the If a guy says, I'm going to give $100 to stock, he's mechoyiv to give it. So, forget about it, there's Aniyam, Yadaniyam, forget about the Yadaniyam. If you said, give it to the Aniyam, you mean to me, you're giving it to the Aniyam, you're mechoyiv to give it. That's Taisa's Kasha. But the Maisa, the Gemara Taisa's discussion, it's Davish Labalalam, Taisa's Tigotaya. But I can put him, it's a big child. If you pull out a 20, and the guy doesn't have change. You pull out a 20 to give the, the Ani, and in olden days when people used to carry cash, and he doesn't have change. So, Mela, what do you do? Uh, you promise, you you're promising to give him a dollar, and he doesn't have change. You still to give him a dollar. So the price can say in your das, if the guy doesn't have change, you're assuming that you weren't planning, it was only, you're only planning on giving him if he has change. He doesn't have change, you're not have to give him. But if you, in your, even if it's in your mind, Person decides to do a mitzvah, so the chayyot says, "Chayyot, here why you not mechayiv?" Tais says, "Tais." 
But Agabon, the Gemara is forgetting about Neder. The Gemara is saying the reason why you're Mechoyev is because Yeraniyim, I was Zeichen, if Yeraniyim, and Amela, the Allah is going to be Mechoyev. What's his Raya, this concept, Anan, Yeraniyim, Anan? Oh. So you have to go to so, Tamar, it's a. Even though we know there's a dinner prosbol, if a guy wants to have chayvis going over Shemitah, you need a prosbol. Yesayimim do not need a prosbol. Yesayimim do not need a prosbol. Yesayimim do not need a prosbol. Why? Rabbi Gamliel obeys D9. Like the fathers of Yisayim, they take responsibility for the Yisayim. And in Mela, we have a concept that Bezin is taking over the Yisayim. So the same thing over here, Aniyim, Anan, Yad, Aniyim, Anan. We bear responsibility for the Aniyim, and therefore we're Zeicheh for the Aniyim. That's the Raya of the Gemara. Chanan, Bisha, huh? That's a very Yisaitis de Geshayla. Are you asking for a friend? For a friend. Is someone who's a parent, is he considered a Yasin for life? So generally speaking, regarding Hilchis Oina, the, the way the Rishonim explain it, it depends how much he lives in pain from his parents' Misa. And if he still is in pain from his parents' Misa, Pashtas, he could still be considered a Yasin. And Abin says that anybody that is experiencing an emotional trauma of any, sa- any sort can also be considered, in a certain sense, a Yasin also. Oh, yeah. you, I, you extrapolate from what I said. I just told you. Then you extrapolate from what I said. Chanan Bisha. This fellow, Nebuch, he got a name in, the, in, in Shas. Forever and ever, he's known as Chanan Bisha. He got his name in the Gemara, which is pretty good. But Lamaise, he's known as Chanan Bisha. But listen to this. Bisha means a bad guy. Chanan Bisha. Chanan the bad one. Taka Leila Hugavra. He smacked this guy, and he had to pay him money. So Azul Kamedia of Huna. He came in front of Huna. Amalei Zil Havlei Palgadazuza. Give him a half of those. So Havale Zuza Maka. He only had like a Shvachazuz. He didn't have a half of those. He only had like a Shvachazuz. Boy He tried to change it out to get a half of those. No one wanted to take it. It was like a Shvachazuz. So he couldn't get anyone to change it out for him. So now he's stuck. He owes him a half of those and he doesn't have change. So what do you do if you're Khan Bisha? He smack him again, and he just gives him the thing, and you're good to go. That was what he did. Not much of why the Gemara brings the story, but the limud is that it's a uh, a sell uh, Medina, and that's what we pass in. A person that smacks his friend has to pay a sell Medina.